Welcome back to Real Voices of Happy Valley, Dave and Viv's podcast about the fascinating people of the Calder Valley. Today, uh, we're carrying on with Jack Straw, Viv. Well, not in that sense, but you... <laughs> <laughs> what are you suggesting? <laughs> no. Uh, well, because you talked to him, didn't you? And there was far too much to fit in one episode because it's just so full of interesting stories and things. So you split it into two. Yes, the first one was about his work at festivals. And the second one, this one is about... His move from Todmorden to North Ronaldsea. Yeah, which is a far-off um, part of the Orkney Islands. And we went to see him there, didn't we? We did, yes. Him and Alex, um, a few years ago now, about four years well, ago maybe. Before the pandemic. Yeah, and um, it's just a different world. And getting there, <laughs> well, never mind getting to John O'Groats and then to Orkney, Kirkwall... You then get on an eight-seater plane, which Jack mentions. Mm -hmm. What he doesn't say is that in order to board the plane, you have to step on a beer crate to get into it. And they weigh you before you get on. Um, and people, I think because people use it to go to Morrison's in Kirkwall and they don't want them carrying too much with them. But, um, yeah, it's very cosy. And they had to recently uh, change the rules so that any dogs have to be in a dog carrier because the dogs were getting excited on the plane and licking the pilot, and he didn't like that. Yes, because you can't blame him. It's only a tiny plane, so you're sitting immediately behind the pilot. Yeah, if you're yeah. in the front seat. Yeah, there was nothing about people licking the pilot, but you know they didn't want dogs doing it. We didn't have that problem on our way back from Australia <laughs> earlier in the year, did we? No, you're also far removed from the pilot in normal planes, but there, it's like he said, it's like a bus. Yeah, a little one at that. And the airport is a bit like a bus stop. Yeah, really. it is, yeah. yeah. With a, you know, a handful of seats in it. And everything's so tiny that when I left my jacket at Kirkwall Airport, which I am wont to do, leaving mm. various things at different places, they just rang up the airport and said, oh, could you bring Viv's jacket back? She left it in such and such a place. And they did. You just put it on the next flight. Yeah. <laughs> It is quite a different thing, isn't it? Yeah. I, I found when we were coming down uh, into land at the um, airport, <laughs> bus stroke bus stop, uh, there's, a, there's a medical centre right next to the runway. And when we were coming down, it was just like that opening sequence from Father Ted. <laughs> the house looked exactly the same. Yeah, now, going on to Craggy but, Island. But uh, fortunately yeah. it landed next to the medical centre yeah. <laughs> rather than right in through the front window. Yeah, and Jack mentioned the bird sanctuary as well, um, which is a major part of the island, isn't it? Um, because it's also the pub. It's the bar, yes. The bar, yeah, and a hostel for folks staying a night or two. Yes, often students who are interested in sort of birds and bird research and what have you. It was yeah. good, though, because I remember saying to Jack, can we go for a pint anywhere? Uh, and he just phoned up the bird, the bird sanctuary and said, can you open the bar? We're on our way around. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing, isn't yes. it? Yeah. yeah. And uh, getting get to the bar from Jack's. Um, it's a walk, nice walk along the beach, stepping 
it's in and out and in between seals. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was, it was, was, it's fantastic. And Alex went for a swim, didn't she? She was very disappointed because uh, she was only swimming with porpoises and not actual dolphins. Yeah, yeah. And the odd seal got in and had to swim round with her. Yeah, yeah. That's how yeah. she starts her yeah, day. Yeah. At the other end of the island from uh, the bird sanctuary is the lighthouse. Mm. Uh, and there's two. There's what they call, I think, the old beacon, which is an 18th century thing, and the new lighthouse, which mm. was built as recently as 1854. Oh, well, modern. <laughs> yeah. I think yeah. Jack, Jack mentions that in our chat as well. Yeah. Uh, anyway, that's perhaps enough of me and you. Uh, let's have a listen to Jack, shall we? Yeah, take it away, Jack. And where do you live now, then? I live on a very small island called North Ronaldsea, in which is part of Orkney Archipelago, just off the north coast of Scotland. Mm-hmm. But you, you come back down quite a lot. Yeah, at least once every month or two mm-hmm. yeah. to, to see my mum and my sister, my nephews, so, and all my friends. So what's it like living on a small island off the north coast of Scotland? It's, it, well, it's very interesting to, because you just don't know what it's going to be like. So when we went, there were, I think the population when we went in twi- in twenty seventeen was about fifty. Mm-hmm. It, down from a peak in eighteen eighties of about five hundred. So so we, there were fifty about fifty people, and you, we've lived there for six years now, and it's a microcosm of the world. So everything that happens in the world, everything that happens with media politics in the world. You see it all happening in miniature on North Ronaldsea. Dif- different, different factions, s- s- small factions of people mm. wanting one thing and somebody else doesn't want it. And some, somebody trying to do something really good, somebody else thinking they don't particularly want that or they don't agree with it. And So th- there's that side of it. But it's, it's a great place to live. It's a, it's a beautiful island. It's very flat, um, so that it was really bad in the past for um, shipwrecks around the coast because mariners out at sea just couldn't see it until they actually hit it. So, so the, it's got a big lighthouse on it now, which is the tallest land-based lighthouse in the United Kingdom, which is called Dennis Headlight. Um, is it? I didn't realise it, it is. Is it's the, the, that is the, the, the tallest land-based one, so there must be one on a rock somewhere in, mm. that's, that's taller than that. So, so we've got that, but we've got we, on, in the whole. It's a very, very strong little community, and it it, it was a, a self subsistence community um, that could actually look after themselves, um, and, and going back hundreds and hundreds of years, and they've still got a bit of that left. That they've not been disconnected from providing for themselves. Um, they always said that the, when they actually got supplies to the island, they only got things like sugar and tea and coffee and tobacco because they could virtually provide everything else for themselves. They, 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 they had a really good tradition of brewing all their own beer. Mm-hmm. Um, and they've got, of course, the North Ronaldsea got these, its famous seaweed-eating sheep. 
So they, they had the sheet that they that for them um, to, to keep them fed in, in the winter, and they had all this stuff out at sea as well. And they, it, it's it's a fertile island, so it were they used to grow crops on it, um, and they, they grow all their own vegetables, a lot of turnips, mm-hmm. neems as they are up there, and um, and tatties. So they, they and they all they had um, all the water supplies were wells, so every house had a well. Um, and you can, they didn't get major electricity till till the nineteen eighties. Oh wow! Which is confusing because everybody up in, up there calls the electricity the hydro, because so <laughs> that's where that's how it's generated. Then yeah, presumably. yeah, it's from Scottish hydro. So until then, of course, they they had they just they had electricity, but they were they all had their own generators. So mm. so everyone on North Ronalds is re- really good with electrics because they just did all their own electrics and they did all their own they did all their own plumbing and they did all their own car mechanic things mm. so that so so they're very able to do everything up there and it's it's funny when people come to live up there they'll 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 they wonder about how to get things there and how to do things and and um, they very soon realize that they can just about they can get any, they can do anything up there because they've had, been doing it for so long and things like um, if building materials and things, they just they all seem to get something there if they need it, and and if it's a, if it's something that's a large item, they, they sometimes somebody might get a static caravan or something, but they always seem to manage to lift it off the ferry and and manoeuvre it somewhere on island between themselves and, and get excited there without. So the self proficiency is still there very much. It really is. Mm. It really is. Yes, and helping each other. If they're um, if somebody really needs a hand, they'll be there. To, they'll be there to help each other. And um, I mean, last night I could see last night that they'd got um, that the power was off up there. So they've got they've got uh, um, they've got a really good WhatsApp group now, which which is good from letting each other know that when power's off. Mm, yes, oh, that's <laughs> so. That's a, that's a modern innovation yeah. that works works really well. And it's it's got other things that are quite unique. It has a bird observatory because it's 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 on a migration route for birds. Mm-hmm. So you get a lot of birds dropping in and, and, and unusual birds. So in eighties, uh, Kevin and Alice, Kevin Woodbridge set up the uh, bird observatory. So they get a lot of young volunteers up there doing various things with studying birds. So there's that going on on Ireland too, and that brings a lot of visitors up there. And Transport to North Ronalds is interesting because our main transport is an eight-seater aeroplane, which is a it's a it's a model called the Britain Norman Islander, which they call it the Land Rover of the Air, because it's pretty pretty tough and sturdy, don't go so fast, and um, they get three flights a day from Orkney mainland, and it only takes quarter of an hour, so it's a bit like catching bus from Todd Tebden Bridge, really. <laughs> Except you're just up in air. So, how did you end up in Orkney then? Well, to us, Orkney, all, all we ever used to think about Orkney was the fact that we liked, um, musically, we liked uh, Saltfish Forte, Douglas Montgomery and Brian Cromarty, are from Orkney, and, uh, and Chris Drever. And um, so we were curious about where they lived. And then also, I've got a friend from Orkney, um, Evelyn, who lives in Huddersfield, and she had a little cottage up there, 
and she said we could go stay if we'd like to do. So me and my fiance, she is now Alex, started going up there in uh, 2013. In fact, the first time we went up there was immediately after 2013 Beverly Fort Festival. Um, and Alex just drove us all the way up to Thurso and we went up to Orkney and we stayed on South Ronaldsay. Um, and we really enjoyed it. So we carried on going back for our holidays. And then in 2014, Royal Mail pensioned me off and I started looking on right move at houses for sale in Orkney. And um, and there were a lot of them that came up on, on what we call the Northern Isles that were, they used, they used to... Well, they used to use this term for term for them that they they say that it was in need of renovation. <laughs> it meant it was a ruin. <laughs> so we went. So in need of a lot of renovation. A, a lot of renovation. Yeah, yeah. that's it. You, they'd just they'd be roof roof four roofless walls. Mm. So then we went and had a look at a few of these ruins on a few islands. We we went to look at one on Ede that uh, Alex. Wouldn't even let me go inside here. Oh right, <laughs> that's that's where this man. There are a man who lived there that used to, um, he used to sell things on eBay, and he used to, he, it was it was known as the Pink Bunny Man of eBay, because <laughs> the, an intriguing some, title. <laughs> well, yeah, because at some stage, the story was that that some celebrity, which could have been Kerry Katona, um, had had a pink rabbit. Oh. So he started getting white rabbits and dyeing them pink and selling them on eBay. That was the story. And then at some stage, he got picked up by police. <laughs> <laughs> but he lived in this house that we went to look at that was that was, that was was really in need of renovation. It's called South Park. So we went there and then... Um, but it is a lovely island, mm. but not that house. And then, and then the next summer, summer 2017... Um, there were one that came up for sale in May that on on North Ronaldsay, which and, is the northernmost of the islands. Which is the northernmost of the islands, and my friend Evelyn, who's from Orkney, had been um, with her husband John, and she said to me, "It's well out there, Jack. <laughs> really, is well out there." So I, I says, "Tell it. Well, can we go to North Ronaldsay this year and have a look at this house?" So off we went to North Ronaldsay. So we went, stayed at Bird Observatory and went to look at this house and it it wasn't in need of lots of renovation and it was um, a very good price for a, for a two-bedroom detached house with a big modern barn. With It, it was £85,000. That sounds quite cheap to it anyone was. who lives in Calder Valley. <laughs> it was, well, I only had, I had my little lump sum from Royal Mail mm. and that's, that's exactly how much it was. So we... Um, we had a look round it, and um, and and this lady called Anne Tullock came down and showed us round it. And I just said, "If we offer you that much, will you accept it?" And she said, "Yes." So, so that was in the July of twenty seventeen, and yeah. um, <laughs> we went back went back down to um, to Calder Valley, and then sort of started to think about what we'd decided to do, because we didn't know what it to be like at all, or, or moving to a community of. As it was then, about fifty people. Mm. So, most of the, what you what people were saying about it at the time was a community in decline, and you know, not enough people to run the services. So, so that was a bit worrying. Uh, the last 
the last child had just left the school to go down to grammar school in Kirkwall. Uh, but we arrived there in September and um, we didn't know if we were going to stay there all year round. But we, we soon decided we really liked it and we've been there for the last six years. Mm-hmm. So so it's, it's, it did work out well. So and it must be quite different from living in Calderdale. It is it's, it's very different from living in Calderdale in the way that there's there's so few people. But the but because my mum and and my sister live up at Sourall on Tops above Todmorden, the winds are very similar. <laughs> I can imagine. People up there that say you'll have to get used to winds, and actually they're very similar winds, I'd say. Mm-hmm. And um, and Alex always said said that that Orkney's like. The tops around Calder Valley would be if all Calder Valley were full of water. Oh right! So, and, and they're all those, well, they would, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah, it would. And they're all those single track roads that's just like the road that goes over over Moor from Sourall that goes down onto Burnley Road. It's, it's exactly except, of course, you know, by boat or however you'd get there. You still you'd still have Manchester and Leeds not that far away. I mean, North Ronaldsey is a very, very long way from any cities, isn't it? It is. It is. It's. I th- I th- you just when we went, you, you just have to get realise that you you're coming to a, a very different, a different way of life that's gone on for hundreds and hundreds of years, and then um, so there's part of you that thinks you're going to be first foot from England that's ever arrived there, which you soon soon get over when you realise that half the people that already live there. Have, have have moved there up from England at some stage. Oh right. So so you've you've already got that going on. But since we went, the population's gone up to about sixty eight now. Oh wow. So that there were a family came from Devon who have three small children. So that got the school reopened again. Mm-hmm. And then there were a a young woman that came up from from not so far from Whitby actually Raven's car. So. So she came with a couple of little children, and and then there's a family just moved up from West Cumbria, from somewhere near Whitehaven, and they've got two little children. It's quite an interesting mix of people, then. From it is an parts, interesting mix of people. But they must all have some kind of sense of adventure about them. They've got to do. Mm-hmm. If just the logistics of moving your, your, your household goods up there is enough to test people, because you've, you've got to get... You've got to get it your household goods in a container that that goes up to to the pier at Kirkwall and then gets gets um, brought up to North Ronaldsey on, on the smaller ferry and then it gets lifted off big big crane and you have to get somebody to bring it up with a tractor then everything gets moved about with a with a tractor yes we we just phoned some some guy up with a removals firm and he came and collected our stuff well they came and collected our stuff and took it a few miles down the road to Todmorden. Your your move is a bit more a bit more exciting than that. They are, they are. They but the, but they they've been doing things differently for so long in Orkney that they just they've got a way of doing everything. Mm-hmm. So it's 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 the same with shopping. I can still do a an old fashioned co op style home delivery um, where I just ring ring co op up in Kirkwall and they'll I can just tell them what I want. Over the phone, and they'll just ring me, ring me up at tea time then, and say, "So this is how much yours," and they just they'll just put it down to pier to come up on ferry for me. Right. So so you don't have to you don't you save a lot of time 
on not actually going to shops. Mm. But I suppose a lot of people do that in Calder Valley. Uh, I think increasingly that's the case, yes. So what, what do you miss about the valley? Trees. <laughs> <laughs> no trees up there. No, there's, there's, there's mature trees in Orkney. There's mm. uh, round where Bishop's Palace is upside of St Magnus Cathedral in Kirkwall. There's, there's proper big, tall sycamores. And there's a big, there's a, tree, a sycamore on the main street in Kirkwall, on Albert Street, known as the big tree. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's a bit, it's as well known and beloved in Orkney as the uh, sycamore gap, sycamore that got mm. cut down not long ago. But Adrian was wall was, it's been there a long time. Yeah. And um, so there's a few big trees, but on North Ronald, sir, you just get sort of shrubs. Mm. Really, which is good for right. migrating birds. But so you've uh, got the extra bird. You've got the extra birds. You do have past that you don't have in the valley, but you you, you, yeah. you have exotic birds sometimes. Mm. But I always feel a bit sorry for them because you know they're just they're just thousands of miles off course. These little exotic birds, and you get you get say a Siberian bro, a Siberian blue robin. Oh, but it's 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 two or three thousand miles off. Off, off of where it should be, and you don't know if it's going to survive then. Because uh, sometimes they'll blow from from way off in east, and sometimes mm. they'll, they'll 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 get blown across Atlantic. So you'll get some something from North America, and um, I don't know what happens to them. Whether they manage to eke out a life somewhere, or well, find their way back. But they're very popular amongst people that 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 have the lists of birds that they see every year. Because they're so, so exotic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, what else in the valley are you missing? Well, what else am I missing? Well, I miss old music. Mm. And just just seeing lots of people. There's lots of very friendly people in Calder Valley. Okay. And just like you, if you go down to Todmer and you that you go to Todd Market and get yourself some Eccles cakes or something like that. And um, going library, and it's all those people that you get you see on a regular basis that you d- you don't see as much, and and I, I miss I, I suppose I miss I miss the exercise of walking up to Sourall as well. No it's, hills, and it's a big hill. Where you, but there's no hills where you are now. No, no, the 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 the, the braes. They do call them braes on North Ronaldsey, but they're just they're, they're only, probably only a rise of a two or three foot. <laughs> you can you can sort of feel. You can feel them as you're walking, as you start yeah. going downhill instead of uphill. But but they're very gentle. So there's 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 no big hills. Um, but Calder Valley is just such a lovely place. It's it's. I was thinking about why I went to live in Calder Valley from Huddersfield, and, mm. and, and I know I've said about one of draws of it was that we wanted we wanted to buy a house with some land because my dad and my sister had some horses. And there were nothing came up for sale with land mm. in Huddersfield, even in late nineties. And um, there, there were always one or two little small holdings in in Calder Valley. So that was, and then I wanted to come for Trades Club, of course, as well for all yeah. for for all the music. But also, I, I just thought about this. You need I needed somewhere where I could go to carry on going to work at Royal Mail in West Yorkshire. So it it, it couldn't be too far away. And Calder, Calder Valley is sort of the the most, or one of the most beautiful bits of West Yorkshire. It's still within West Yorkshire metro travel area. 
He's just just on the far western edge of that, yeah. I think. So so that were that were really important as well. So I could manage to get still get. Well, first of all, I just used to I used to go out way to Huddersfield on on bus and train. Mm-hmm. And oh, and then sometimes my, my brother-in-law gave me a lift on, lift on the back of his motorbike over um, Blackstone Edge. But then um, I, I managed to get moved to Halifax, so that wasn't so bad. Then I just I could just get on one train to Halifax. Then yeah, yeah. So sounds um, sounds like you have a really interesting life with all this of working at festivals. Even though you're supposed to be retired, you said you work at, you've worked you've been working at lots of festivals. Um, moving out to almost a desert island, it feels like that to some of us. Um, and still back in Todmorden frequently. I, I, I try to go back out at least every couple of months. Mm. Every month to two months because I like to see everybody. But I'm just getting back into doing that again after lockdown because um, with the lockdown, I, th- I lost a lot of my confidence for travelling about on my own. Mm. Um, so that's, I've just, I've got back back to where I was before our lockdown now, and um, which is really good because I do like travelling about. Yes, you do. Okay, well, thanks a lot for that, Jack. That's that's really interesting. Yeah. Joining, well, joining our list of interesting, fascinating people from... The Calder Valley. Well, I hope you've got. I hope you've got enough to make a program out of all that <laughs> ramblings. <laughs>